Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 188 of your Bat and Spider podcast. This week for the show, Chuck, I'm staring at you. We're, we watched for the show. Yeah. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone, Stone Cold. There's a clip where Stone Cold. Stone Cold. That's the uh, guy, JD from wrestling. Like the main WWE guy before he, now he's at AEW now. And I think he had a stroke and he's like all slurry. Oh, JR. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. JR yeah. is just like when Stone Cold comes out in one of the yeah. events and he just starts, don't call him. Don't call him. <laughs> JD. I love JR. I love JD. I just watched this YouTube compilation of all the horrible debasing things that they made J- JR do in the ring. Like, like getting wrestlers' butts shoved in his face and <laughs> just other things that I don't think he was happy to do. Yeah. God. But got to be a team player. Friend of the show and 70 millimeter co-host Slim says this of Stone Cold, is Brian Bosworth, Randy Orton's real father? Could not shake how they oh. look identical. No clue how they got the permission of any state capital to film the last act there. 100% someone got fired. There's another review on Letterboxd from someone I follow um, named Laird. Peter Laird. His review is revealing because speaking of the uh, state capitol, uh, it says, and the fact that they trashed the Arkansas state capitol building reportedly resulting in the impeachment of the secretary of state. Jesus, Slim. Yeah. Did you hear that? So I, I don't know if Slim n- n- knows about this. Uh, I, I don't know. You, I know you have access to this DVD. I don't know if that has any of these secrets on there. There is no special features Nothing. on this DVD. Wow. No. God. Well, someone's got to- Just pure, uncut movie. Someone's got to get a uh, camera crew over to the boss's house and get the down low on this. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's a story. He answers, he answers the door, running his fingers through both sides of his hair. Yeah. At the same time. What's up? I was like looking at his Wikipedia. He really just got famous for for having wild haircuts in uh, in college. Was that that was his I'm, whole thing? Like, did he get yeah. fined for it? Is that what what the the thing was? What does Laird say? He doesn't say anything about that. Oh, he doesn't say anything about being <laughs> fined. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. So Brian Bosworth, uh, his you you've, you kicked off a fervor in our Discord this week because. Everybody's just has Brian Bosworth fever because of this movie. Yeah. You know, everybody's just all about it. Uh, he, he's, he's magnetic. He is magnetic. It's hard. It's hard to resist. You're going to find out how hard it is to resist him when we get into the movie segment, when we get into the stone cold segment of this show. Before that, we like to, you know, far, fiddle fart around a little bit and smack each other around and call each other friends and find out what we did in the past week. But if, if, if you're so inclined, check out the chapter list on your podcast app because you can Ooh. jump around chapters. If you don't want to hear us uh, chop it up for this segment or you didn't watch Stone Cold, just listen to the first segment and then skip to the, to the, the after Stone Cold segment. Chapters, baby. Yeah, so you can watch it and then come back and listen. Yes. God, I can't believe we have chapters. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it, you know, it's just my eyes have been opened. You know, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, tape deck require tape deck LLC requires chapters. If you're going to be uh, on a tape deck God. podcast, 
Are we going to address what happened last week at all? Should we? I mean, I know I'm, they probably don't want us to, but I, I yeah, look, because of who I am, I'm, I'm doing my best not to blame myself for what happened. But it, it's not my fault. I Dale, tell me it's not my fault, dude. It's not your fault. It's it appeared in your inbox. Yeah, I was just reading an email I got. Yeah, and, and you know, I you showed me the email. I even had like like that really obnoxious, obnoxious like outlook signature that yeah. somebody pre puts, you know, and it like amends to every email and it's like, got this effed up font you can't read. And it's like a different color, the background. I mean, it was a mess, but the email was the email that you got. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but I'm considering speaking to a lawyer about this because I'm, I'm worried it's mm. affecting our, our income, you know? Mm. I, so, you know what? I, you know what? If, yeah, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm with you. Obviously. It's good to hear. I'm with you. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know what I that think means. To, to think about the money that we've missed out on the, the yeah. income. I mean, the, the cut tape deck takes, I mean, it's, well, this show is in the red constantly already. Um, I don't even know how. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to get out of this deal for years. Uh, ironclad. Ironclad deal deals we signed. Yeah. So like JR and the <laughs> WWE. JD. We, we are, we're getting the, the, we're getting rears in our faces <laughs> here at tape, get tape deck HQ. We're the ones getting our nose shoved in it. Oh my God. Did you do anything Chuck other than watch and post this review of bull Durham that has <laughs> bat and spiders discord up in arms. Whoa, really? Ever, up I, in arms. I, I just like, you know, I did that thing where I forgot to log it after I watched it and it oh, like a week's gone by. Oh. And I was just like, oh, I'll just throw this. At you. you know, yeah. I almost didn't write anything. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I just, wrote, uh, what did I put weird movie. That's, that was my review. Yeah. Weird <laughs> well, movie. Brandon Ulrich. <laughs> Dale does a 20 minute soliloquy about this movie in the app. And this is what we get. <laughs> he, po- he posted that after your letterbox review posted. <laughs> um, let's talk about it. It, it is a weird so, movie. I, I think you hit the nail movie. on the head. It is like, it is like a weird, like male fantasy jerk off movie where like, Baseball is the only thing that matters. Like you might, we might as well be in the land of baseball where, yeah, you know, currency yeah. is, uh, baseballs, you know, and everyone has, wears batting gloves all the time. It's, it's, it's a, it's crazy. The setup of this movie, um, Tim, uh, what's his name? Tim, uh, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins hair. Weird choice to to puff his hair out that much because the guy already has a large skull, and they give him this like rounded globe of hair. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off. Frankly, it's too much. It was uh yeah it was uh, it's like after this movie his hair terraformed into something completely different. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. you'll never see this haircut on Tim Robbins no, again. No, no. No. And I mean, his A cheeks in this movie 
Yeah, yeah. Too. And his his collection of graphic tees he wears in this movie, uh, which doesn't seem to match. He's wearing, what is he wearing? An Iron Maiden t-shirt while he's playing, I don't know, he's like an old country song. I can't remember what song it is, but. Yeah. He doesn't um, seem to, to emulate that lifestyle. Motley Crue shirt. Yeah. He, I think he, there's a line where he brings up Motley Crue too, but he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. I don't know. And heaven, and heaven in this land is the show. <laughs> the show. Oh my God. The to, amount of time. They can't, even, the they can't show. even call it major league baseball in this. Is it yeah, against is that, the rules to call it major yeah, league baseball? Were they afraid of getting sued? And that's why they call it the show so much. When you get to the show, he's going to the show. Guys, I got called up to the show. The big one, the show. I'm going. I'm going. I got, I'm going. I'm going to the show, Kevin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last 20 minutes, the last 15 minutes. You're right. Uh, Melissa, I watched it with Melissa and we were both kind of iffy on the whole thing. We were like, we couldn't really get into it. Cause it's like, you want a baseball movie, but it's, it's kind of not like it has all the baseball ingredients, but it's less focused on that. Uh, somehow you kind it of is. want it to be, even if it um, takes place on a, on a mound or in a dugout or in the training yeah. room, it's, it's, it's baseball. And adjacent, but it's not about yeah. baseball. Yeah, yeah. And we were both like not, we're not really feeling a Sarandon's character. Like, cause she's just like, it's so like one, like she's like a, if this is like a fantasy movie, I don't know. She's like a um, Galadriel or something. Like she's like, she's just like a weird being that only exists for baseball. Like a <laughs> yeah, baseball angel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's obsessed with sex, you know? Like there was no real, like, I don't know. There was, it, she it didn't had, feel like she was a real person. So I was like, she had a, such a super specific kink. Yeah. 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 And it, it was know? all consuming. It was like the only thing and poetry. She liked poetry. That was the other. Yeah. Thing, but, um, but, but yeah, that last 15 minutes where things get hot and heavy between her and Kevin, it's like the switch kind of goes on. And you're like, Oh, Oh, like you're sucked in. Yeah. And when he, when, oh my God, when, when Tim gets called up and then he gets fired from the team and then he goes and plays for that other team just to break that record that nobody notices. And then he comes oh, back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whew. Right. Wow. He broke the record and he didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. Cause, because he says that line, it's like to, to own the home run record in minor league ball is like absurd. You know, it's like the yeah. most non braggable thing. He goes to play for the Asheville tourists on the western side of the state, Asheville. That's right. North Carolina. I think Russell Wilson was a I learned when we took a when we took a trolley tour of Asheville, Russell Wilson was a uh, Asheville tourist for a while. Oh, that made me wonder if that if part of the because of the setting, if that you were like extra sucked into this movie because of the setting without doxing yourself. I kinda was I kinda was just because I've been to Durham, you know, and I live close to yeah. it now. But that's that's really it. Did you recognize? Did they film it there? Did you recognize they did. anything? Oh, okay. Yeah. It. Uh, um. Some of the downtown still look the same, but that ball field. I think that ball field still might be there, but it, the Bulls don't play there. And the 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 cow in right field. Oh yeah, the cow. If you hit it, you win a stake. That's no, typically in left field. Even when that oh. field was even around that time when the movie was being filmed, it was in left field. They moved it for some reason. That that was Bull Durham. 
Yeah. It, I mean, the only other thing is it has me, I haven't searched yet, but it has me trying to, I need to figure out what the closest minor league team is. Cause I, I need to go. The, yeah. We do have some smaller leagues around here that I could, I, I should just go to those, but uh, it's dirt cheap and fun. I was hungering for that, that minor league. Yeah. Uh, ball fun. Cause I grew up Pennsylvania, right near Harrisburg where the Harrisburg senators play on uh, city Island. And that nice. was such a blast to like be a yeah. kid that in the little league who like, you know, 20 minute drive to uh, go to like a pretty fun stadium, you know, mm-hmm. go see some ball players. It was a lot. It's a lot of fun. Mm. A lot of fun. What a time. Yeah. Uh, anything else you did, uh, Chuck, anything else? God, I mean, uh, I, I got sucked back into wrestling. I did watch one heartbreaking thing last night. Uh, I watched I watched Hulk Hogan lose the belt to Undertaker. Uh, it's at Survivor Series 1991. Oh um, man! And I should have known. I should have known. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a fair. It you know it wasn't clean, as they say. Ah. Ric Flair pops out. He puts a chair under Hulk's head, <gasps> and then Undertaker does some slam. And that's how he wins the belt. So it wasn't, it wasn't a clean win. Were they uh, conspiring? Was, were, was Taker and Ric Flair conspiring? I don't know. Cause uh, everything I read is that Ric Flair was, so Taker was only, this is a year after he debuted. Mm. So he's a, he's like a baby. Yeah. Uh, and that's when he still had, that's when like his face was so pale and he, his dark circles under his eyes were so bad. That like yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it was it was just his complexion. I don't think it was like no. They, well, they he they also had makeup on his forehead too, like this weird <laughs> pink triangles. Really, to make him look like he was like scowling all the time, but he wasn't. God. Um, I don't think Paul Bear was using the high pitched voice either. Like I heard him speak for a little bit. They, they like cut to him because he's he's holding the urn the whole time. You know, as the match is going on, he's shaking the urn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Paul Bear. Um, but yeah, but no, I think I think uh, Ric Flair had just come in like a few months before, and they were building heat between him and Hogan because Ric Flair kept saying he was the real. I think he brought his NWA WCW belt with him on his first Whoa. appearance. They said, which I was shocked. Yeah, that Vince would allow that. Um. So I think they were they were trying to get a rival rivalry between the two blonde bronze gods, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, God, Time. yeah, wow. heartbreaking. Sorry, you had to relive that, Chuck. Yeah, I uh, devastated. I'm just gonna have to rebury it now. Uh, yeah, get it back down in there. Yep, Dale, it's twelve degrees out here. Mm. Just want to let you know. Sounds like Chuck. It sounds like it's stone cold out there. <laughs> yeah. One could say that. One might say that. We will say that. Should we get into Stone Cold Dale? You want to get into it? Hey, partner. It's time to turn it on. Well, <clears throat> Joe Huff, he's a, he's a, 
he's a, he's a cop and he doesn't play by the rules. Uh, I believe he's in Arkansas, uh, Arkansas based. Um, but the FBI, they're tracking this motorcycle gang and uh, uh, called the Brotherhood based in Mississippi. And they, they come to uh, Joe Huff, who's apparently the greatest undercover. He's put more bikers behind bars than any cop in the, in the world, apparently. <laughs> so they come to him. They're like, we want to we wanna put you under. We want to get you in to the Brotherhood. Take them down. Uh, you know, a little, little manipulation. He does it. Uh, and what he finds out is uh, the, the uh, chain... Is it chain or chains? Chains. The head, the head of the Brotherhood, is he's he's going off the rails. He's losing touch, and he's he's got a big plan to take out the Attorney General, the State Attorney General, to take him out for prosecuting uh, one of the Brotherhood's members. And um, you can imagine this all comes to a head at about you know hour and twenty minute mark. Things get heavy. You can imagine Stone Cold Land. So that is that. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's Stone Cold. That's all you really need to know. Let's. Uh, I mean, Dale, were how were you prepared? Were you wearing diapers when you put Stone Cold on? Because I should have been. I should have. I. 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 In my mind, I would have never predicted. And you know what's good about this is um, this weekend, Bat and Spider in our Discord, we had a, a watch party of Stone Cold. And there was a couple of us in there yeah. all watching it together for the first time. And uh, I, luckily my camera wasn't on at the time because I did not wear a diaper. <laughs> but the only thing, I didn't take notes, which, uh, because I was having so much fun in the watch party. And I should have, but this movie is, uh, I don't know, just head and shoulders above any other sort of straight to video uh, cop who doesn't abide by the rules. Um, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. You know what, but you know what I'm saying? This, the plot and the things that go on and the people putting all their effort behind their characters in this movie is spectacular. Yeah. Um, it's got every, I mean, it is, it hits the ground running first off. There's, there's almost zero fat on this movie. Um, and for an action movie, that's what you want, baby. You got to keep this thing moving. You don't want, you don't want time to think. You don't want to be like, Oh, Oh God, what, how much longer is left? You know, you don't want that to enter into your, uh, your victim's mind. Um, and you know, they got, they got Brian Bosworth, the hottest football player on the planet at the moment with crazy haircuts. Guy can't act, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> he owns it. He owns it. He does. The only line he really biffs is his, I think what's supposed to be his tagline, his like line of the movie, because they call back to it at the very end. But the line where he says, there's a time, there's a time comes when you have to turn it on. And he delivers it with just like, I'm to you by now, Joe. If they were, I'd be dead by now. Look, Lance, there's a time to turn it on. Like it's dying. Like the words are dying <laughs> as they're entering, you know. <laughs> When, when he should be like, he said, that, I, I got to say this with conviction, but it's just like, he's like trailing off when he's saying it. It's like, no, man, this is the line of the movie. Everyone's got to remember this part. But anyway, it, it, yep. he looks so cool. It doesn't matter. He's got fucking, he's got motorcycle jackets with skunk hair on him. He's got a, a, 
elbow patches that look like I don't know, armadillo skin. Mm. This haircut, it's like you know, it's just calling it a mullet is not doing its service. It's bleach blonde. It's he's got uh, well, it's bleach, but then he's got the undercut, which is still dark. It's just I can't take your eyes off the guy. There, there wasn't enough footage of him from behind because I needed yeah. to look at the back of this haircut for a good five seconds and it was never because like it sure I mean it looked good but the 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 way the hair met in the back was so chaotic and like unruly but it hmm. but it I I think it was very organized in my opinion see that's what they wanted you to think but <laughs> maybe maybe it's because of the blu-ray that I had Chuck but uh <laughs> yeah that's true at a certain point it was like it's like the uh, the where two oceans meet and they're just clashing like the in yeah, you know, the yeah, Indian yeah. Ocean. It's like this chaos that's happening, and if you stare long enough, like the hairs like meeting and going downwards and inter- I'm spending too much time on it, but it's it's absolute chaos. It it. But you're but you're right. There's uh, they left no meat on the bone when they get down to it. Like this plot starts running and. The, the undercover business is just, I like how, you know, he's trying to cut his teeth to get noticed by chains, but yeah. you know, they're, they're not having it right away. And it turns into like, it turns into like a, it turns into a video game. It turns into like Grand Theft Auto five, where <laughs> he's got to like do these quests yeah to be, to get in the good graces of chains uh, and a couple of the other capos on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. So the first half of the movie is him going on quests and doing what he's told to do. Yeah. Though I like, I think my favorite, excuse me, quest is not one given to him, but one that he just, he, the scene presents itself and he he understands clearly that he has to get involved in this in order to, mm-hmm. in order for change to take notice. So he sees a pit fight happening at the Brotherhood's, uh, I don't know, this is their, uh, their weekend ramble, I guess, which big, the thing big about deal. biker gangs, I don't I, th- like, it just seems like it's chaos party all the time. Like it just, is there downtime? Do people get to like relax? Do they go to sleep? Do they, I do know. they take time to read a book? Like it just seems exhausting to live this like way. You, and, you, and you always have to be on. Yeah. Cause you're always like yucking it up and being a biker with in front of people. Exactly. Is there like a corner you can walk around and just sit in a, in a lawn chair and just be by yourself to just kind of like collect yourself for a couple minutes, you know, like sure there's boobs running around and hard drugs and like illegal shit, but you're also like yucking it up constantly because you're, because everybody else is yucking it up. Yeah. Everyone's expecting everyone else to be on all the time. You're playing your, your part in a, a, an ecosystem, you know? But anyway, he sees this pit fight happening and he's like, I got it. I have to get inside this pit and beat up this, this massive guy. And that was, a, that was an exhilarating scene watching these, uh, these two go at it. And it just made me, I actually, I Googled, I couldn't find any reference to Brian Bosworth getting involved in professional wrestling. Um, but it made me want that badly. I, mm. I wished, I wished his career path had led him that way at some point. Yeah, I wonder if they'd tried to tap him or reach out to him or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he had the the makeup for it for sure. I know. 
Yeah. Maybe it's his bum shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, what, what are the other quests? Oh, he, he has to, um, uh, Go on a collection run with this with Chain's old lady. With Chain's old lady, yeah. The, there's there's a hundred fifty people in this gang. <laughs> and Chain's old lady is is tasked at one of the most important jobs. Like you'd think he want his old lady be hanging around, not right going out risking her her hide. Right. I mean, it just why. I know, like, I want to throttle chains, sending her. Now, I'm not saying it's not equal opportunity. She had every right yeah. to go, but like, why would he put her in harm's way in case something were to go bad? I know. See, that's the, that's the other thing about this biker culture that it's so the dichotomy between the men who are living this way because they believe in individual freedom so much that they don't want anyone telling them what to do except they're in this fucking gang and there's one guy who's their king and he's telling everyone what to, even though it, you know, it, it's kind of painted in a way like, Oh, I'm not, you know, change isn't like in charge of every, you know, it's not a king. We don't call him a king, whatever, <laughs> but he is, you know, he's got his own little room there. Yeah. Yeah. He does. have. His own. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to get away. To VCR. He does need to get away. Um, yeah. I don't know. The other room that they have is this immaculate business park boardroom in the back of this bar. <laughs> in the back of this most shit shit heel bar, biker bar, yeah. is the most pristine uh like business park rental space like yeah. you, for your headquarters. You they have a boardroom and everything. It it was like a 1986 like uh like suite, you know, business suite in the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh my God, Bosworth, man. Um, and Bosworth just fucking God, he's cool as ice, man. He uh, he just knows what to say. Yeah. I, when when uh, when uh, Chain sends his old lady into Bosworth's van to uh, have sex with him, I was like, oh well, how how's Stone? How's I keep want to call him Stone Cold. How does Stone Cold? Yeah. How does uh, what is his fake name? Something Stone. John John Stone. That's his fake. John Stone. Name. Yeah. John Stone. <laughs> How's John Stone going to get out of this one? And he's just like, I know. He turns the table. He's like, well. Can we show you a real good time? No, you're not. Why not? Because unlike your old man, I never thought a pretty lady was something you just gave away. She's swooning immediately. Yeah. He got me. I guess I'll put my top back on. Uh, okay. The other thing, I don't want to pick on the the actress who played old lady, Nancy, uh, Arabella Holtzbog. I feel like they did a smart thing of having Bosworth's love interest in this movie. And they keep the love interest stuff to a minimum, absolute minimum. Yes, they do. Cause that, that could have derailed this movie into a, a boring territory. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. It yeah. was just enough to like make you believe in romance, that romance and chivalry is not dead. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it, and it created that tension of her finding out that he's a cop and stuff. And what, mm-hmm. you know, what's she going to do? You know, she's right. going to tell is him it her, whatever. Is it her exit? Is it her way out? Is it, yeah. you know, or yeah, what? Yeah. But what they did is they hired an actress who is Bosworth's equal or lesser in the acting department. <laughs> and it made Bosworth, when he's interacting with her, it's wow. like, oh, he's not so bad. I apologize, Miss Holtzbog. 
if you're out there. Jeez. I hadn't I noticed apologize. that. I was too busy being in love with her <laughs> and being pissed at chains for having her. Uh, God, we ha- Dale, we haven't talked about the two breakout performances of this movie, though. I mean, we've men- we mentioned one? Chains, chains, but fucking Lance Hendrickson as Chains. Oh, my God. I mean, Dude, we- it took me... It took me 15 minutes to realize that was Lance Henriksen. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I know he's in this movie, but I, I, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Un, it, ju- just an absolute. I, no, I'm, I'm editing that. I hate that word. Just an insane performance. This, this might be my favorite Lance Henriksen performance. It, it's, and it's not. Like it's a, it's a subtle performance. Like he's the, he, but he does this amazing thing where he's the, he's like in charge of all these guys, but he has this swagger of just a guy hanging out and yeah. And he smiles too much and it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like he smiles like, and he laughs a lot, which I found, I, I wasn't expecting that from this character. Like when you, you look at a direct a movie biker movie, you're like expecting a big tough guy, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. But he he just it's Lance Hendrickson. I mean he he always he always shows up to work and clocks in. Totally. But God damn this guy. Oh my god. I couldn't. I just he didn't even like like you could almost be like he didn't even like like he had like one fake tattoo. Like he didn't even look <laughs> the part necessarily <laughs> for some of the right. movie. You know. Yeah. Uh. But god damn. But oh man. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. And then, on top of that, they throw William Forsythe in there as his right hand man, dude. This could be my favorite William Forsythe performance. Yeah, no lie. I was in love with this guy. Oh god! For all the wrong reasons, he's so good in this movie. You guys got to see this just to just to behold (sighs) what he is up to. But the fact that he, uh, you know, he played he played this part through and through and, and you know, what's even better spoilers is he put so much effort into being uh, like a catalyst to uh, change in this movie. And he just dies so unceremoniously. Like he's, he is just a non-issue throughout this whole movie. He's just a big shit talker the way he dies in this fucking movie. Yeah. It's, it's it and it works so well because then it's just like down to to Bosworth and Lance Hendrickson. Yep, you know they kind of take out the the one thing that was like gonna screw up. I know the situation there, but God, William Forsythe as as Ice when he first sees him in the in the in the bar, and Bosworth walks up to him talking big shit, and he's like, no no you real pretty boy, ain't he pretty boy? Mm-hmm. You got a real pretty face, huh? I was in, I was putty Dale. I was like, fucking this is nuts. the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> How would I fuck it up? His face was, his face was constantly covered in sweat. And I think that was real sweat. <sighs> I know if they filmed in the South, like, like was this summertime? Cause there were a lot of shots of sweaty dudes, foreheads. And I was like, that looks like real sweat. Mm hmm. <laughs> And the the grease that they fit, put on his his mop his hair, oh dude, oh my, it God. was sticking it to like everything. It was so three like pounds of grease in there. Yeah, it it, it, was, it was it was 
but I, I, he plays a I, yeah he plays ice like you said just I'm I am so impressed with what both Lance and William dumped into this performance if I had known about this performance I would have talked to William Forsyth at last Carolina <laughs> Fear Fest oh he was there yeah oh he God. was there wow I yeah, love he was him. bored I mean, out of his mind <laughs> oh no yeah I think still him in Raising Arizona I think is still number one that's but this is mm-hmm. you're, this is such God. It's just like oh, his before. How about in the the opening credits? You see him playing William Tell with that other biker. They're shooting beer cans off each other's shoulders. Just yeah. insane stuff. Yeah, and all the biker stuff was so too real. It was too real. Like it it. I don't know if the, it was a situation where they got real bikers or what, but it was like. It, it was yeah. that uncomfortable biker vibe. <laughs> yeah. And when that whole, like, com- that whole biker compound people. felt so lived in, like it was yeah. a biker compound, you know, with those kids yeah. running around and shit like that. Those poor kids. Oh, I know. I know. God. The kids pushing the baby carriages of their sisters and brothers. Yeah. Because <laughs> their parents oh, are living their individual free lives. Just as... Just as unpredictable as the first two thirds of this movie, the last third of this movie, I swear to God, they went and said, we just tested uh, our audiences and the, the last 30 minutes of the movie, we have to reshoot. <laughs> Why do you think they, I swear you, to God, do you think it was boring? And then they were like, we gotta, yeah, we gotta, that's turn exactly it, what I think. We gotta turn it up. We gotta turn it, turn it on. That's what he says. We gotta turn it on. We gotta turn it on. So Let's this time, let's, what can we do? Can we get a state capital? Can we co- contact one of our uh, local congressmen yeah. or senators and get the state capital involved in this? Can we shoot people? Can we fucking murder? Can we, can we storm the state capital to murder our, the assistant DA who is trying to put bikers away? Because that, because the movie just changes and goes 110% more than the 110% that the previous two thirds of this movie yeah. did. Yeah. I swear. It it was pretty satisfying on the 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 the, the actionometer. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean the, the God. It had the classic cold open where we meet Bosworth and he 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 uh, 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 takes takes out a simple supermarket robbery by a bunch of punks. Classic without breaking a sweat. Uh, I love the chase. I love when when Ice dies. That whole chase between him and. Uh, Bosworth through the city on the motorcycle chase and then through the tunnel where fucking yeah. ice is shooting that um, machine gun and like blowing up cop cars with the machine gun. Dude, that was all the, you know, that director who directed dark angel, like the same technical, has, like has expertise. It was beautiful. Yeah. The, I mean, we should, what's his name? Craig R. Baxley, this guy. Yeah. He sh- he sh- I hope people told him what a good job he did. <laughs> I hope so um, too. But yeah, yeah, this last 15 minutes, Dale, like they hijack a, a National Guard helicopter. <laughs> they uh they they strap Brian Bosworth to a, a bomb inside the helicopter. What were the the plan? <laughs> they were going to drop him like a bomb, right? On the state capitol. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Amazing. I and incredible. I mean, even though that didn't happen cuz he's he's got to get out of it. It's still like you're like, holy shit, man. Is that the, is that the part where he, 
jumps out of a helicopter 20 stories up and oh. drops through the sunroof, like the skylight, yeah. and lands I on couldn't. the marble floor. Oh, my God. And gets up and punches that guy out or whatever. The, yeah. The, oh, my God. Dale, I was... Creaming. My pants were cheering. My pants stood up and cheered. Yeah. I ran across the room. It was, it was like a weasel caught under the covers. <laughs> you know? Freaking out, trying to get out. We had Robert Winley in this, who is famous as the uh, the biker in Terminator 2. That Arnold gets his clothes and bike and sunglasses yeah, off. Oh, him. shit. He throws them on the stove. That's Oh, that's Mudfish. Mudfish, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great name. <laughs> a I great know. biker name. I love that everyone had great biker names. Yeah, so, I mean, it's and more, more that goes into the theory is because if you take a look, Bosworth's hair, I know Bosworth is like sweating and he's been strapped to a bomb and he's been put through the ringer, but his hair, slightly different vibes um, in, in, this re, in the reshoots mm, that they did three months later. And Lance Henriksen obviously is all cleaned up so he could get in the state capitol and not look like a total dirtbag, but he also like maybe is coming off of Pumpkinhead 2 or, <laughs> you know, like- he is, he is definitely like, I can come and finish the, do reshoots on this movie, but I, you know, you can't put that shit in my, you can't make my hair long again and stuff like that. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I have uh, contracts with other movies at this point. That's what makes me think that like, it's totally, and it's just totally insane. Like it goes from, it goes from hearsay about how these, this biker gang is like literally taking over everything Yeah. to the biker gang trying to take over everything by storming the state capitol and and murdering high profile like politicians in cold blood and not yeah. be held accountable like they're they're literally trying to start a new world order by doing this like their their goals are so yeah. lofty that you they can only be commended and this movie can only be commended for going that hard and i think I think they go that hard because they're like, you know what? If we're going to reshoot this thing, let's go hard. And the fact that they kill the DA, whoever they're trying to kill, like, because he's, he's like the heart, he's like Harvey Dent with the bikers. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the girlfriend, his old chains, old lady, they murder him. Oh, that fucking crazy. That was another, that scene when, when the guy, so one of, uh, Joe John's quest is to to murder a guy that fucked over the bikers. So what he does, he gets with the FBI, he finds the guy, but they deport him out of the country. And they they get a they get a dead ear off a thing to look like his ear and tattoo it like the tattoo he has. So he could throw it at Jane's be like, I did it, I killed your guy. That guy comes back. So he's the one who rats out that Joe's a, a cop. But immediately, um, Lance Hendrickson shoots him in the head. I know. Just, just a mess. Just a mess with Bosworth. It's just like, oh my god. Uh, okay, this guy's yeah. in. And then he shoots his old lady, who he knows Bosworth is into. And I was like, whoa, yeah. The silence that befell. Yeah. Our Discord I channel. It. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was over. It was all over after that. My God, it was over. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, like I just love, I'm talking myself, you know, we don't talk star ratings on this show, Chuck, but I am talking myself <laughs> higher and higher from a four to a five, I, from a four and a half to a five. Let's be honest. It is a goddamn entertaining movie. Yeah. 
more so than, yeah, yeah, I can't keep saying it, but I can't say it enough. It's not your average direct-to-video fare. I don't know if it was direct-to-video. Maybe it was released to theaters, but um, it was amazing. I'd like to know who won the uh, video release contest, though. Um, did you see that video that was being passed around? Oh, yeah. I would love to like have a, a catch-up 30 years later to see where that all ended up. Yeah, like it, there needs to be like some sort of documentary on the person who won that. Did he get mm-hmm. a leather jacket? And how did his steak dinner with Brian Bosworth go in LA? Yeah. And where did the air, did that air like before other VHS movies? Was it? I think TV? it was on the videotape. Because the way he, he oh. says it, he's like, now that you have Stone Cold, the movie. Oh, okay. So it wasn't leading up to the movie. It was... Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was on the, it sounded like it was a contest for the videotape. Um, but man. Uh, yeah, and, oh, the, we sh- I just want to touch on the music. Oh, we didn't even, okay. Oh, the music. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a song playing that I caught in the credits. I didn't know it was her. But during, when, uh, when Bosworth is making, making Fido's breakfast, which, yeah. Dale, was that a Gila monster or a Komodo dragon? Do you know? I want to say it was a Gila monster. That's what I just said, but then out of like, like docile. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Komodo dragons are mean, right? They're not. Yeah, I think they're like... You don't want to hang out with one of those. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I love, the, I love the idea. Like, you don't see... I love the idea that he had a, a huge Gila monster as a pet. I love oh, it. They, oh, they love... You could tell everyone on set was so excited about this joke. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. And they, they name him Fido and they have him right. hiding in his, in his pants. Uh, Joe, do you have a dog? You know, his partner says, Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> under, yeah. But right. Song, but that song that's playing is a Cheryl Crow. Dale, did you see that? Yeah. This is pre pre fame. Yeah. It's gotta be pre fame, right? Yeah, it is. I think it's from an aborted first album that never got released. Um, yeah, because they, I, I saw that when the credits were rolling and I was like, whoa, that's, that's amazing, Sheryl Crow. And there was like some pretty, obviously, uh, you know, Doobie Brothers, like I've never heard them before, was, was just like slapped. I, that like slapped me upside the head when I found out that that was the Doobs. Yeah, the movie the credits close on a, a, a song called dangerous by the doobie brothers and interesting time. So this made me uh, like in my review, I read basically the whole doobie brothers Wikipedia, which was too long. And so, so we all know like the Michael McDonald, like the, so early doobie brothers, I didn't know this Dale. They were, they were a biker band. They wore biker influenced outfits in the early seventies. Wow. Like, you know, wow. this is like China Grove, you know, that song. This is like pre, you know, China Grove. Oh yeah. 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 But I'm oh, okay, just, yeah. I, I'm picturing a biker gang listening to I China know, Grove, but I know it, it's like, I know it's a, it, it was a weird time. I don't know. I think, I think because it was sort of like pre, like, I don't think bikers were into like black, back black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin necessarily. Yeah. Which is weird yeah, to mean, think. Right. I don't know. Bikers have two ears and a heart too. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. So they were more into China Grove and Toulouse Street. Oh, China Grove. Great track. You know, 
anyway, so they morph into like blue eyed soul once Michael McDonald gets in there and uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter with his weird guitar playing. (laughs) But at the time this movie comes around and this track comes around, this is like their 11th album or something. Michael McDonald's out of the picture. So it's the original guy, this original songwriter. Oh, okay. From like the China Grove early period. And they're trying to do the, they're trying to, they're consciously trying to bring back their biker image for this album. Hence their tie in to yeah. Stone Cold, the movie. Uh, wow. So, yeah. I think even their, their album is called Brotherhood too. Damn. That, the, that this, yeah, this song was on. But uh, yeah, there you go. Doobie Brothers. Um, Thanks for that. There was a band that I thought was Rat playing in the, the, the tit for tat bar. Lovely name for a bar. A strip joint. Yeah. But it was a band called Cryer who uh, hmm. I think they just put out that song and maybe one other song. John Cryer's band. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah. Go see it. Um, stamp of approval. Go see it. I highly recommend this uh, Blu-ray. When uh, the, when the show came out, <laughs> YouTube's Brian Rummel texted me like that morning. He's like, I have Stone Cold on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. I was like, yeah. of course you would, you, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> but it's hard to find. Like, a, I think it was a Kino or Kino had a copy out. But yeah, this, this version uh, seems to be out of print and you could get it on eBay oh. and stuff like that for like 30 some dollars. But I was eyeing it up, believe me. We got to get to the mail. We got to get to the mailbag here, Chuck. All right. Okay. I'll like, let's let, let, let's let go of stone cold. Um, I don't want to, I want to live here forever, but let's, let's, yeah, let's move on to the, uh, let's hold it. The mailbag. Let's move on. 315-544-0966. That's how you call the official bat and spider hotline or send email to the official bat and spider email line, bat and spider pod at gmail.com. First up, Jesse in shoreline, Washington state. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for giving me an excuse to finally crack open my Blu-ray of the Pied Piper, which was beautifully restored by Vinegar Syndrome partner labeled Deaf Crocodile last year. The bastards got me to bite at the exclusive slipcover via their Kickstarter. Well, they had a Kickstarter for this? Uh, It features an awesome painting by Dave McKean of our boy though, so I'm happy to have it. Chuck, any, uh, you know anything about Dave McKean? Yeah, he did all those uh, Sandman covers, like the glued clocks and shit to paper. <laughs> oh, shit. He yeah, did, you're uh, right. What do you do? Uh, that book, Cages with Gaiman. Dave McKean is the single reason, the single, single-handedly, Dave McKean yeah. single-handedly made me avoid Sandman. And, and, and surmise and assume it was, it was, uh, it was above my pay grade. I'm still avoiding Sandman to this day. (laughs) Uh, Deaf Crocodile is one of my favorite partner labels. They get, they dig up some of the most fascinating stuff. I also got a, got the pair. I also got the pair of psychedelic Romanian animated sci-fi films. They put out recently, son of the stars and Delta space mission. I think you guys would really dig these and an episode covering both of them could be a lot of fun. The plots such as they are, don't make sense. One is basically a star Wars ripoff, but they are amazing to look at almost like a Christian ward comic come to life. Chuck, any, uh, any info on Christian ward? Uh, is that the creator of adventure time? No. 
the kind of thing you might project on a wall at a swinging party, Delta Space Mission at least is up on YouTube. Looking forward to your thoughts on Pied Piper, Jesse. Jesse in Shoreline, Washington. Thank you, Jesse. No, I'm thinking of uh, Pendleton Ward. Christian Ward. I don't know. I Googled him. I don't, I'm not familiar with this stuff. Um, Jesse in Shoreline, uh, let us know. Oh, Jesse, Christian Ward is a comic book artist and writer. His books include the cosmic space opera Odyssey, Odyssey, which he co-created with Matt Fraction. Ah, as well as Eisner winning, winning Marvel comic Black Bolt with Saladin Ahmed. Oh, there you go. Thanks for the email. Yeah. Thanks for the, email, Jesse. Thanks for the letter. Uh, next up is from Garbage Sherpa herself, Anna Gould. Uh, so, uh, in, per, oh, in parentheses, Dale, please do your best Steven Tyler voice for this part. I got it. Let me see if I can get in the, let me see if I can channel Steven tonight. Okay. Take a drink of water. Clear the, clear the gullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, when Stone Cold was announced, I could hardly get a grip. <laughs> this has been high on my band's wish list for a while now, and I've been living on the edge of my seat this week to hear your thoughts. I'm so pumped. How amazing is Lance in this? This dude has the magic touch. My dude is unhinged and my dude is unhinged and a little south of sanity. And the boss rocks too. He really has what it takes to stand toe-to-toe with Lance. I would say that y'all back in the saddle, but to be honest, you never left. Love you, Anna. Wow. wow. Anna Gould. Uh, I mean, email, it's uh, 15 days into the year, uh, email of the year, I think. Tell me what it takes to let you go. <laughs> when uh, you flash back to, to teen, young teen me playing uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on my Super Game Boy on my Super NES. My God. Uh, Flip-flapping between Aerosmith's Get a Grip and Aerosmith's, Aerosmith's Big Ones, the greatest hits album that came out at the time. Mm-hmm. I was in heaven. I think we share that. Our, uh, I think we're at the same, the right age where our Aerosmith albums were Get a Grip. That, that was the one I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the my my short Aerosmith phase was that album. I'm in love. Yeah, I don't know if I can face tonight. I, I feel like I'm we've talked about this, but the band the members' nipples. God, I've lost Dale. Everybody. Oh, I'm back. I'm playing with Link's Awakening right now, Chuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, do you remember their nipples? How long did it take you to figure out it was their nipples on the CD? Oh, when as soon as I saw nipples, I was like, "This got to be their nipples." Who else? Oh, okay. right. nipples would it I be? I thought it was like ladies' nipples in that first. Oh, time. like wow, you were like, hoping. Should I be looking at this? You were hoping and praying it was ladies' yeah. nipples, and I would stare at that pure stutter because I just knew it wasn't real. And you get to tell it was like an airbrushed pier, you know, <laughs> piece of jewelry wow. over the udder. My two first gifted CDs, so I think they were the first CDs I owned uh, because I probably. I probably got them with the CD player of the same day. Aerosmith get a grip. <laughs> Meatloaf bat out of hell too. Wow. Bam. Um, yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. And then I had, uh, with some money, shortly after Big Ones, I bought the VHS tape, Big Ones You Can Look At, which was, 
a collection of Aerosmith music videos featuring the songs that were on the wow. uh, on the Big Ones album. And I used to I used to watch that thing. I used to take it to my grandmoms and watch it. Oh my god! There's there's Dale what? watching his Big Ones you can look at again videotape. I I recently looked on Letterboxd to see if I could log Big Ones you can look at. Yeah, and you can. Oh good. But I don't know if I can count it. I don't, can I count it if I haven't watched it for 35 years? But I mean, I watched it religiously for a time. Yeah. It was definitely BLB. It was what? BLB before Letterboxd. Oh. (laughs) I love you because your deuce is a I found, um, I was at the Goodwill this week. Melissa spotted these two nerds going through this two big bins and he, she came up to she's like, there's two nerds going through a bunch of records over there. <clears throat> so I waited, you know, waited for them to finish up, uh-huh. look through there. And it's, uh, I, I bet you would have been a tree cause it was all late set. Well, maybe you're not. I don't know. It was, it, it had, it had some crap, but mostly it, was, it seemed like it was late seventies prog rock. So it was a lot of like, yes. And yes. Offshoot albums. Mm. Yeah. John Anderson. Uh, there was Elias of Sun Sun Hollow, Sun Hollow. I, don't know, Sun I don't know. There was a lot of Kataro in there. Are you familiar with Kataro? It's a, a Japanese guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Tons of Kataro in there. Um, Renaissance was a band I saw a lot of in there. Hard. What was that one I got? Oh, Gentle Giant. Another band I'm not familiar with. Do you know them, Gentle Giant? Anyway, I picked up a few just because I could, I could maybe sell them. Uh, I listed them, but uh, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Gentle Giant were a British progressive rock band active between 70 and 80. The band were known yeah. for the complexity and sophistication of their music and for the varied musical skills of their members. <laughs> Isn't that every band ever? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All of the, the band members were multi-instrumentalists. Oh, okay. Oh, God. That must have been exhausting. Art, can we get a read on Gentle Giant? A room full of guys saying, oh, I can play that part. No, I, well, I can play that one. No, maybe I'll play it. Yeah, they're just like, you know, we can all play it. So like, we got to decide right here now, or I'm going to have to make some decisions <laughs> for you. Yeah, but it made me, it, it was like one of those, you know, bin diving moments where I'm like, you know, I'm feverishly looking at the phone, trying to figure out what some of these things are. Because it's like just stuff I'm not familiar with, you know, but I know... Right. I can tell by the collection that this was like some obsessive nerd who kept these yeah. nice shape. Nice shape, you know. They're all in good shape, which is rare at uh, Goodwill. Usually, you get junk, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So check out Chuck. There's still uh, magic to be had out there. If you go to gentlegiantmusic.com, check out my eBay store. <laughs> my new eBay store. Oh no, no, plug that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to plug my eBay store. Find Chuck on eBay and buy Gentle Giant <laughs> records, please. Go to gentlegiantmusic.com, everyone. Check out this website from the friends from the people who brought you Wikipedia. They still a, a, a going concern. It's pretty up to date. I don't know who's updating it. Gentle Gentle Giant Brewing, Gentle Giant Moving Company, Gentle Giant Band. Oh, this is a, I think this is a different band. And the crying that I do is for you. All right. I got to get to the next. I got to get to the voicemail. Oh my God. We're still in the letter segment. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. We're, we're, I'm making us run over. Uh, next up, 
Dirk, Dirk, feel good. Thinking of you guys after what has gone on this past week or so. Podcasting can be a savage mistress at times, but your community supports you. Peace up, a town down, Dirk. Dirk is very, if anybody's in our corner about this whole snafu with Tape Deck Legal, Tape yeah. Deck, uh, you know, Dirk is is there. And he, and he left, a vo- left us a voicemail. I'm going to play it now if Riz- okay. Riverside doesn't fucking break me tonight. Tonight's going to be the night that Riverside pushes me over the edge. Dirk's, you know, he's one of the, he's one of those friends that like anybody starts anything. He's first to his feet. He's out of his chair. He's ready. Like, you don't, you don't talk to my boys like that. You know? Mm. God. It's a good friend to have. Here we go. Cross your fingers. I want your love. Okay. It's a big negative on... Uh, mm. Oh, Head East. You ever hear of this band Head East? Yeah. A bunch of head... Oh, you did? Yeah. I got one called... An album called Flat as a Pancake. I uh, sell them for 25 bucks. A lot of Head East records in those bins. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Oh my God. Never been any reason. I love that song. Yeah, it's it's a it's on flat as a pancake. It's on the oh, um, it? oh good, I got a good one. It's on the Dazed and Confused soundtrack or the Dazed oh, and really? Confused second soundtrack. I love that song. Cool. The other one was a, a band called Trace, T R A C E, and I'm called Birds. This seemed like a real uh, deep cut. I don't know. They're a Dutch. I think they're a Dutch prog rock band. I'm familiar with. Hocus Pocus. Focus. The band's called Focus. 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 Dutch prog rock. Mm. All right. I'm, 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 I'm deleting and uploading the VM again. Okay. Dale, I still haven't gotten to the theater. I think I, we missed our window. I still haven't seen the Iron Claw. Uh, yeah, I mean, feel ashamed. Uh, Gotta see this. Shout out to Brandon in the Discord for, uh, he's hooking me up with one of those uh, Iron Claw zines. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I very much appreciate that. Thank you. Hello, this oh. is Dirk, Dirk Feelgood, calling into your podcast. How are you doing? Are you all right? All right. Yes. Well, I'm not all right. Not one little bit, let me tell you. I was going to try and sit down this week and watch a movie. Stone Cold. But I haven't been able to. I've been so apoplectic at what's going on with Tape Deck LLC. It's positively egregious what has happened, and I've been entirely discombobulated and unable to function. In fact, I've been sat in my chair catatonic. If Tape Deck LLC think they can continue to get away with this behaviour, they have another thing coming and when the revolution arrives <laughs> good bat and spider you need only bink blink twice and i will be summoned dressed as one of the many characters from the movies you have covered <laughs> maybe that giant human person who pretended he was a baby maybe that one maybe that'll really shove it right in the faces of tick deck llc but listen you guys you're the best podcast. You don't need no award for that. You just are the best. Jeez. Love you. Bye. Wow. Man, that's sweet. That's, that is better than any award. That's true. 
right there. Who wanted their stinking award anyway? I didn't. (laughs) Come on. You promised you were going to be strong. I'm so sorry. Um, Damn. What a, what a, uh, what a promo that was. Incredible work. Dark feel good. Can cut a promo. You know what it reminded me of is I just watched speaking more wrestling shit coming out of my mouth. So prepare yourself. We just watched the Brian Pillman two-parter on dark side of the ring. Uh-huh. You know about this Brian Pillman guy, Dale? Uh, I know the name. I probably, was he friends with, um, did he stone cold? Did he burglarize his own house or burglarize did somebody burglarize his house? <laughs> okay. So yeah, when he got into the WWF or E, uh, they did a promo where he's at home with his wife and Stone Cold shows up, uh, breaks okay. the window. Yes, yes. Uh, does yeah, a okay. home invasion and then Brian Pillman pulls an, a pistol on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Okay. And Vince McMahon had to apologize the next week for okay. that. Jeez. <laughs> so bring but, stuff from the Brian Pillman. But Brian Pillman, a part of this uh, Stone Cold uh, interview with him, he said how they would be driving on the road in the early days, you know, oh, because they were tag team partners, right? Yeah. They were, uh, the Hollywood blondes. Yeah. 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 That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he would, he said how Brian would just have the dictionary with him, and he'd just be reading the dictionary in the, the passenger <laughs> side. while Steve drove just learning new words to, uh, punch up his promos. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that so much. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> I love that. Oh God. Thank you, Dirk. Well, thank you, Dirk, for being I feel in great. our corner. I feel incredible now. Uh okay. So it's it, now it's time for me to pick a movie. Oh boy, my favorite TVH. Part. Yeah. Uh I had a couple queued up. Let's see. Never been any reason. I'm going to listen to that right now. You probably heard of it. You probably heard it. Save my life from going down for the last time. Maybe you're going to keep that record now. Yeah, I know. I, it's kind of winning me over. Never been any reason? Okay, yeah. I know this song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I love that synth or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's a great sound. The cover jumped out of me, you know. It's a pl- it's a, a it's a plate with a pancake on it, you know. You don't see that every day in the record. Bands. You don't. Save my life, I'm going down for the last time. Chuck, I have our movie picked out. Oh, you're ready. Uh, almost, almost. Okay, uh, okay, uh, okay. Now I'm ready. If you wanted to finish the song, you could. Could have. No, no, no. I'm. I just wanted to get to my letterbox. I'm. I'm great. Oh, okay. All right, 1985. Hellhole. <laughs> one word. Oh, one word. Okay. Here it is. Wow, directed by Pierre de Mordo. An unlucky woman's mother is murdered by a scarf-wielding killer named Silk, leaving the woman injured, traumatized, and suffering from amnesia. She committed to a, she's committed to a mental institution where Silk follows her, looking for the papers he was trying to get from her mother. And Silk's only beginning this, and Silk's only the beginning of her problems, since the asylum is run by a mad doctor performing experiments in chemical lobotomies. 
exclamation point. Chemical lobotomies. Chemical lobotomies. What? <sighs> wow. Um, for some reason, that but, sounds like it would be worse for the eye. God, yeah. Do you have to go in through the eye with this? Uh, chemical, I assume yeah. it's done with a syringe, syringe based on this poster. Wow, is this a sort of a women in prison uh, mad doctor movie? This sounds this sounds like a lot of interesting ingredients, Dale. There's a you know what that paragraph just makes it <laughs> tantalizing to say the least. Uh, available. <laughs> Cue the werewolf. Ooby. Um, let's, I just want to look at this. What's this director? Oh, only two other movies, Christmas Mountain and Savannah Smiles. Christmas Mountain does not, sounds like the exact opposite of Hellhole. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of want to watch Christmas Mountain next Christmas. (laughs) Sounds divine. Sounds like it'll put you right in the spirit, especially if it's cold, Chuck, snowy. I know a Western Christmas movie. Yeah, this poster, um, it looks like a painting, but I think it's photograph. What am I looking at here? Isn't it beautiful? I like it. Is it it. just like a doctored up, filtered photograph? Well, you know, back in those days, they would take a photograph and then they would paint over it. So, Hmm. um, you know, like his syringe could be glowing. They could have used airbrush white to make that look more glowy. Than it was in the actual photo. And add some glistening to her skin. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. God, and that close-up of the match. Is that a match head? The on the bottom there? This feels like uh some sort of this is like some sort of mental test. Yeah. All these images. Oh yeah. All right, Dale. Well, um, God love you. You did it. You picked another movie. I did it. I picked a movie. We forge forward. So we, we keep can, going. Um, we keep pushing. We can just ever onward, you know? The boulder is one more inch up that hill. Everybody, go to batandspider.com and uh, check out all the links that are there. You can join our Discord through that. You can follow us on Instagram. Do that. You can, uh, what? I don't know. Check out our uh, Letterboxed HQ page where... I keep a running list of all the movies we've watched and uh, that's about it there. You can send, um, God, I wish we had a PO box so people could send us uh, (gasps) pieces of paper that they've kissed uh, with red lipstick on. Oh man. You know, that's something we need to figure out. I wonder how many people have just totally avoided uh, talking to us because they couldn't do that. There's probably uh, the post office. It's probably like the Santa Claus letter room. They probably have some, warehouse filled with our mail you know they don't know what to do with it's a shame maybe i'll go down there tomorrow ask them my local branch until next time until until episode 189 comes out everybody we love you come us come find us in discord we love you and next week hellhole is one word good point yeah i like this hat is it a carhartt you're rocking yes it is a carhartt It's it's a carhartt 47 brand collaboration and it's hot it's hot as hell like you can't wear it oh, on a yeah. day above 50 degrees because it'll cook your head. Yeah. That's cause it's for men outside working men or women were outside working, uh, on the roads, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yep. That's exactly right. Like what cookie warm, not being in my cold third floor office recording a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a temperature update. We've gone up two degrees to 14. Dale, it's on the rise. theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. You've got the movie. Now get one step closer to the action. Call 1-900-73-STONE to take the Stone Cold Adventure Challenge, and you could win a trip for two to L.A. to meet Brian Bosworth. Hi, this is Brian Bosworth, and you can match the hard-hitting and exciting action of my new film, Stone Cold. Call 1-900-73-STONE to take the Stone Cold Adventure Challenge. Make the call. Ride with me. To play, call from your touchtone phone. Ride with Stone as he infiltrates the criminal underground. Complete your assignment and you're entered to win. Use your head. Watch your back. Take the Stone Cold Adventure Challenge. Our grand prize winner gets a trip for two to Los Angeles. You'll see the sights. And then, dinner with the boss. Let's have a blast in L.A. Our first prize runner-up wins a Stone Cold leather jacket. Plus, we're giving away posters autographed by the Boz and Stone Cold t-shirts. The action's here. Just come and get it. $1.95 the first minute. $1.45 each additional minute. Under 18, get your parents' permission. Good, clean, fun.